Hello and welcome to this Endo Life episode 105. I'm Jessica Duffin, I'm an endo warrior and endo health coach and this podcast is all about living and thriving with endometriosis. As always I want to thank our first sponsor today, BU. These guys are the makers of the incredible period patches that I love and also a beautiful organic CBD range, menstrual cup and chafing cream and they really are one of the pioneers of natural and really quite revolutionary period care, in my opinion. I have seen these period patches change people's experience of their periods so dramatically and their experience of endometriosis so dramatically. And they are really one of the first things that I recommend to my clients if my clients are going through a flare-up or it's taken a while for their symptoms to calm down and for us to implement changes. I still want to provide my clients with something that's going to provide relief, you know, in that current moment. And I always recommend BU period patches because I just believe in them so much and they have helped me so much and they're natural and it's just when you are so commonly faced with all of these different drugs that can have side effects, um, they have their place, but sometimes you just want a more uh, side effect free option. So um, I absolutely love these patches. They've been helping me through a interstitial cystitis flare up that I've been going through recently. You can find out all about that on Instagram. Um, and if you want to try the BU patches for yourself, you can just head to the link in my show notes or go straight to their website, which is buonline.co.uk. So that's B-E-Y-O-U online.co.uk. If you are in the US or in Canada, you can actually also order your BU patches from Cult Beauty and they will ship to the US or to Canada. So that's cultbeauty.co.uk. Let me know how you get on with them. Today's episode, I feel, is just so relevant and really needed for uh, our community. Obviously, if you're listening to this, it's likely that you have endo or maybe you have a friend or family member who has endo. But if, if you have endo, you know, you probably have experienced being unseen, unheard, dismissed, not believed. The gender pain gap is very, very real. There are studies into it and it becomes even more difficult to overcome if you're black or a person of colour, especially given that, you know, medicine has a history of believing that uh, black women are better able to tolerate pain. They have a higher pain threshold, which is, of course, um, rubbish. So as a result, more of us in the endo community are doing hard work because we know what it is like to be unheard or unseen or we've experienced discrimination or prejudice. So we are stepping up and doing a lot of advocacy and social justice work. Um, You only have to type in like hashtag endometriosis into Instagram to see that. And really the result of the change that has happened with endometriosis becoming more mainstream in the media in the past, what, five years is down to us, is down to the work that we've done. And, you know, you might be advocating for people of colour with endometriosis like Lauren at Endo Black or advocating for the LGBTQIA plus individuals like Les at Endo Queer 
or perhaps you have an awareness page or you volunteer or you fundraise or maybe you're just really verbal about your story with people who ask so that you can spread awareness or you're just doing like a lot of advocating for yourself in the doctor's office because you know you're not being listened to you don't have the best support right now it can be really tiring work add to that a chronic illness or two and often we experience burnout. And I don't know about you, but trying to support our community, especially I did a lot of work during the start of COVID-19 about trying to support us then. And then also trying to do my, you know, do my best and still do my best to be a better ally in light of the recent Black Lives Matter movement. Um, and on top of my normal endometriosis advocacy work, so like my free articles and my podcast and the work that I do one-on-one and in groups, just tipped my HP axis dysfunction that I'm already experiencing over the edge to, as you guys have heard, like my cortisol levels are so low that I'm just like kind of flatlining all the time with my energy. So at the weekends, I spend a lot of time recovering from the work that I've done during the week. So what can we do about it? How do we show up in the world in the way that we want to? And how do we fight for social change whilst also navigating our health issues and respecting our boundaries for staying well? So that's why I've got Vianney Lee on the podcast today. She is the founder of Status Flow Collective, and she is a period coach, a menstrual cycle alignment expert, hypnotherapist, and success coach. And she does some amazing work supporting female entrepreneurs who live with period problems to align with their cycles so they no longer have to suffer with burnout and exhaustion. As a result of the Black Lives Matter movement and events a couple months ago, she witnessed so many Black advocates experience sheer exhaustion And she saw a need to support those doing the work to not just do the work to the best of their ability, but in a way that was actually sustainable and not at the sacrifice of their health. So she created Period Power Activism, um, which is a coaching program that supports advocates of all backgrounds to align with their cycle and actually create sustainable change whilst allowing room for rest and sustained energy levels. So just to let you guys know, I'm not an affiliate of the... um, coaching program I'm not like this isn't an ad but I wanted Vianney to come on to specifically talk about this program um the period power activism program in itself she does a lot of other things but this was the one that I really wanted to hone in on because I thought it was really relevant um at the moment and would be you know so useful to all of us to listen to so I just wanted to let you guys know that if you're wondering why we're talking about this program in so much depth In the episode, we talk about what cycle syncing is, Vianney's approach to social activism and how she uses her cycle syncing approach for sustainable change, how we can create space for rest and recovery during our periods or times of pain, how we can manage our energy in times when we feel good so we don't do too much and burnout, and the first steps you can take to align in your social justice work with your menstrual cycle. So if this year has been a lot for you mentally and physically, but you still want to continue doing the work, but you're finding yourself really burnt out and you're just not sure how to continue with this kind of cycle of burnout and doing loads of work and burnout and doing loads of work I really think this episode is going to be for you and I've linked to Vianney's got a freebie that she mentions in the episode and I've linked to that in show notes to help you guys get started so I don't want to kind of keep you any longer so here she is I hope you enjoy the episode and you find it as useful as I did 
So welcome so much to the show. It's lovely to have you here. For those like who don't know you, um, I'm sure many of my listeners do, but for anyone who doesn't, can you tell us about you know your story and what led you to do the work that you do now at the at Status Flow Collective? Absolutely, Jess. Thanks so much for having me. Um, for those of you that don't know me, my name is Vianney Lee and I'm the founder of Status Flow Collective. And I basically run an education and empowerment platform to help people with periods, problematic periods, to really realign with their cycles and stop letting their cycles become a hindrance Mm. to their lives and to really cultivate a relationship, a more harmonious relationship with their cycle, to really tap into finding the power that they have within their cycles um so what led me here I always say I I never thought I would be the period girl or like (laughs) talking about periods or menstruation like it just wasn't in my vision it wasn't I didn't have any kind of like gut instincts about this I didn't come from a home that spoke spoke about periods and vulvas and vaginas that just wasn't a situation for me at all I don't actually really remember too much about my very first period what actually happened was um in 2018 I actually had a hormonal breakdown oh, wow. which um once it was investigated it turned out that I'd been suffering with a condition called PMDD um, right yeah which is yeah premenstrual dysphoric disorder um and it was something that was happening on obviously it was happening on a continuous basis it was happening in a cycle Mm -hmm. (laughs) but I didn't quite make that connection and what was actually happening was it was a very busy year for me in 2018 um I got married um I was running I'm I'm actually from a cosmetic and beauty background I've been in the industry that industry for um 13 years and I had been teaching consulting traveling around the world doing different product development projects as well as training um budding makeup artists Mm -hmm. as well to like set up their own businesses and that was just a lot and my you know they say when you're planning a wedding and when you're moving (laughs) or when you're getting divorced or having a baby it's one of the most stressful things um but typical me I planned a wedding abroad and I also had one when I came back oh my gosh Wow, that's ambitious. <laughs> it was that's exactly what I'm like. Um, but we had we had a ball. I had the most incredible time. But when I came back um, from the wedding, I, I really hit a wall, mm-hmm. and it was like something had been kind of nudging me for quite a long time, saying like, "Slow down," or um, you know, "This isn't quite right. Why are you going into these dark, deep moments of like I was going through depression, anxiety?" But I like to think of it back then that I was a high performing, um, I was someone who had high performing anxiety, no high functioning anxiety, where it looks like from the outside, you've got everything like going on, put together, but behind the scenes, it's like a big fat mess. Mm -hmm. Anyway, my husband was saying to me, um, you know, I just feel like we're going around in circles every single month. It just seemed like I was just like, you know, just blowing up, like hitting Mm self-destruct. And it was just going on and on and on. Um, and then that that night in 2018, a couple of months after the wedding, I the, I say it was like a breakdown, but now I really like to consider it as a breakthrough because it really opened up my eyes to the link between my menstrual health and my mental health, which I don't think a lot of people know 
um, but that can have such a um, a disruptive link, right? Um, so yeah, so I found out that I had PMDD. I was diagnosed. I was referred to a specialist. I had to track my cycles for like two to three months to really see what those symptoms were. And if you're not sure. Um, if you're listening of what PMDD is, is a hormone-based mood disorder. So if you are familiar with PMS, so premenstrual syndrome, so headaches, mood swings, tiredness, fatigue, PMDD is like its evil twin sister. So we're really turning the volume up with those symptoms. So um, instead of just crying, I'll be crying days on end. Instead of um, feeling angry, I'd have like bouts of rage and like suicide ideation. And it was just so disruptive and exhausting. And I found myself having to... Uh, apologize a lot, um, feel guilty a lot, deal with a lot of shame. And especially because it was a, it's a situation where not a lot of people can actually see what's going on with you. It's like an invisible yes, um, yeah. illness, which you're obviously so familiar with and everybody that's listening to this podcast should be. Um, so yeah, I um, my options for um, managing my PMDD was to um, deal with it. <laughs> literally deal with it um and then it was to go on antidepressants SSRIs um or to have a hysterectomy which is to have my full womb removed which scared the shit out of Mm. me to be honest and I just thought wow how are these my only options no way um so I don't like to take no for an answer really I I remember watching my mum heal from breast cancer when I was around 11 and 12 and she had a full mastectomy sorry she had a mastectomy Mm -hmm. and um I watched her completely transform her life through the power of just going on a holistic and spiritual journey wow and you know that was when I was 11 and I can't remember how old she was then but she's still alive she's 67 and alive and kicking Mm. and she's got more energy than me (laughs) (laughs) So I just, yeah, I just thought, you know, I've, I've witnessed that. I know what's possible. I can, I can be my own health advocate. I can turn this around. And within five months of diagnosis, I no longer had any more symptoms. And that continued to be the case. And that is now why I'm like, I don't want anyone to feel like they are alone with dealing with their menstrual cycle problems. Um, there are other options for you. Um, there's so much information out there that we haven't been given we've been kind of told that your period just happens to you when really it is like the gateway a portal to your own personal power how you can really become more consistent if you're looking for consistency follow your cycle uh, and a way to really ignite more passion more creativity and and more success in your life as well so um yeah that's that's my story that's incredible I actually had no idea that you had PMDD and I've had um vicious cycles on here um and we didn't really go into the holistic side of PMDD because it's not really what they do you know they're they're sort of first in like the medical conventional side of things and um I've actually got a uh, PMDD coach coming on after you so um oh. to talk about the holistic <laughs> side so that's really cool but I would love to know um was there anything that you specifically did that helped you to address PMDD obviously we're obviously going to go into um cycle syncing and all of all of that but was that predominantly what helped you or was there anything else that you did that you felt helped you cope with that 
what I love about this journey is that I was able to explore so many avenues that really fed my mind, body and my spirit. And that's what I love about going on a holistic journey. Um, Western medicine is, you know, there's so many sides to Western medicine that I don't agree with mm-hmm. um, in terms of, you know, the information that's given from um, places like, you know, I, um, the International Board of Premenstrual Disorders and where they're not actually looking at the actual mind-body connection, which I think is the <sighs> huge, the biggest yeah. piece to this entire um this entire story with menstrual disorders, you know, our, our cells are um, wired by the thoughts that we think. And that's a huge part of the work that I do with my clients, all about the subconscious mind. So yes, in answer to your question, there was something that I did that um, really kind of became the catalyst for change for me. And that was really working with my subconscious mind. So um I did a lot of hypnotherapy. I actually trained as a clinical hypnotherapist mm, as part of my so cool. um, modalities that I use. And I also um, did a lot of um, time techniques. So going back, a lot of what I, re- what I realized and what a lot of people with PMDD either know or they don't know, and I'm really glad I've got this platform to say this, is that during that time when you're you've ovulated and you go into and putting this in speech box now hell week with PMDD mm-hmm. and what you're actually experiencing is a lot of trauma that needs to be healed and it doesn't have to be anything super like traumatic you know like um it doesn't have to be like uh um sexual abuse or childhood trauma or anything like that it could be something that someone said to you in the playground when you were five years old mm-hmm. and you've taken that and you've made that 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 word or that whatever they've said to you a belief yeah, your story. a decision as to why you're not good enough um so working with the subconscious mind is super super powerful like a lot of people don't know that your subconscious mind actually controls 95 percent of your daily thoughts habits beliefs and behaviors right our conscious mind our thinking mind only controls five so wow. We are only, we're having 90% of the same thoughts on a day-to-day basis. It's up to us to go in and implant new empowering words, thoughts, beliefs about ourselves so that we can reprogram our subconscious minds to start working for us. And then you can also reprogram your cycle to start working for you because it's all connected. Yeah, that's fascinating. I've never heard that approach. And I just think that's really, really interesting. I'm doing, um, do you know Lacey Phillips? That name sounds so familiar. She runs um, a business called To Be Magnetic. And it's like a, uh, it's sort of a new take on manifestation, but it's rooted in psychology and neuroscience and hypnotherapy. Mm. Um, and it's yeah. basically about reprogramming your beliefs and your worth and going through your trauma um, mm-hmm. so that you start basically um, getting out of the patterns that are keeping you stuck. And um, Absolutely. it's really, really interesting, but I've not really, yeah, I've just not heard that approach to like working with your cycle. So um that just sounds yeah. absolutely fascinating. Um, <laughs> so going through, like, talking about cycle syncing, obviously we've mentioned mentioned that briefly. I've had a couple of guests on the show, um, and for anyone who's listening and wants to learn more, uh, I would say going to my interviews with Maisie Hill and Shannon Leparsky would be um, a really good place. But 
would you be able to give us an overview into what cycle syncing is and um yeah just giving us kind of an overview and an idea of what's happening in these different phases yeah absolutely so um I really like to think of cycle syncing again as more playing with your energy um because we're we're changing week to week during the course of a menstrual cycle our brain chemistry is actually changing week to week during the course of our menstrual cycle so is there any kind of like I'm sure people who are listening to this now are like oh okay so that's why I didn't feel the same last (laughs) week as to why I did the week before and it's okay like you you're not meant to stay the same week to week right so cycle syncing is adapting new or actually yeah adapting new Um, patterns new routines choosing foods choosing workout routines and behaviors that are going to optimize where you are in your hormonal cycle um and you know you can you can do this with let's start with um the inner seasons is that what you wanted me to kind of touch on yeah that'd be great yeah so um it was kind of like a mind-blowing moment for me when I realized wow like I actually am changing week to week. I'm not going crazy. I'm, I do have these four different types of energy types. Um, and that's super empowering to know that. So um, your menstrual phase is your bleeding time. And this can be looked at as your inner winter. So your inner winter is a time for you to really rest, to reflect, to evaluate is a real great time of visioning and great clarity. Mm-hmm. Um, I love how um, in the Wild Power book by Alexandra Pope and, and Shani from the Red School, where they talk about um, use your bleeding time, your menstrual phase, or if you're dealing with something that's quite difficult, you don't really know like what steps to take, they say bleed on it. Mm. now I said that to my clients I'm like when are you when you're on your period if you don't really know what steps to take I want you to bleed on it and come back to me um because you have this great clarity when you're bleeding it's like the fog is kind of cleared and you know the inner winter is a time is an inbuilt time for you to rest and one thing that I I say everywhere I go is rest is rest is success right? If you're thinking about all these incredible goals that you want to achieve in your life, in your business, in your relationships, where are you finding time to make room for rest? Yeah. And your menstrual cycle, your menstrual phase gives you that time. Your inner winter gives you that time. So important. I don't, (laughs) I don't always do that enough for sure. Yeah. And you know, it's the way that society has conditioned us to believe that we have to keep going and following this um, productivity kind of like train yeah, the all the time and that we're only valuable if we continue to outpour ourselves and we're selfless and I'm just like no being selfless you're losing yourself like there's there's a way that you can find balance to you know show up for the world um but you can show up for the world in a much greater capacity when you show up for yourself mm, first yeah and you can do that during your inner winter absolutely um and then we go into your inner spring so this is the follicular phase of your menstrual cycle so we're going to get sciencey mm. um and during your inner spring is a great time 
for you to set new intentions, to try something new. You have this new surge of energy due to estrogen rising and it's an excellent time for you to plan, to brainstorm. When you think about spring, you are thinking about new beginnings, detoxing, um, like a childlike type um, um, personality, right? Mm -hmm. You're like interested in lots of things. I always say to my clients, what are you curious about right now? What and who are you curious about right now? Um, and just go after it, enjoy it. Um, but this is a time where we think because we've stopped bleeding that we can automatically like thunderbolt back into the world and then we can start doing all the things again. Mm. And I'm like, no, no, yeah. no, no. <laughs> I see this in my clients a lot. <laughs> Slow down. Um, and I, I, you know, I'm talking about myself as well because this is an, a journey for me as well. And it's like reminding ourselves that everything has a reason, everything has a season and nature doesn't rush. So why should we? So mm -hmm. Um, that's your inner spring and yeah if you've got a business it's a really great time for you to start planning out your activities and if you've got a family it's a great time to start planning out those family activities um yeah and then we go into your inner summer and that is your ovulation your ovulatory phase and um, the big event um where testosterone has that nice peak um we have more outward energy again we're more in our doing phase um during our follicular mm -hmm. and our ovulatory phase we can do more things um it's a great time for you to show up and shine and to be expansive and to communicate and to ask for what you want um and you can you can really do all the things at this phase I always say like get your in-laws or maybe not now <laughs> because it's apparently we have to know more than six in the household yeah, now true. but anyway <laughs> before covid <laughs> before COVID get your in-laws round like cook dinner for everyone like go out and be sociable and you know nurture your community do a live stream and record your podcast episodes um what can happen during this time though is that we have so much energy if your hormones are balanced and you're you're in it you're respecting and honoring your cycle um you've got so much energy sometimes you may find it difficult to um channel that energy mm. or direct it somewhere you can become a little bit frantic and frazzled not quite sure where, what to do and when yeah <laughs> um so exercise is super important during the first half of your cycle to really start you know expelling that energy so you can really ground down um so yeah that's a little bit about your inner summer and then in your inner autumn so we're we're kind of going back in on ourselves now. So this is the time when we are turning on more of our um, feminine energy. I would say that your um, your follicular and your ovulation, your, your spring and your summer is more of your masculine energy. When I'm talking about the universal energies, yeah. that duality, mm -hmm. it's more like doing. And then now when we go into our inner autumn, it's more about being and receiving and um, your intuition is a lot stronger. So your inner autumn can be a time that can be super disruptive, but it doesn't have to be. It's when PMS can rear its ugly yeah. head or PMCD. <laughs> um, but, you know, um, this used to be the most awful time for me. I would dread this phase so much. Um, and now it's my most perfect, most amazing time for me. I'm in my inner autumn now. Wow. Um, I've just crossed over um and I'm probably going to stop doing podcast interviews by the end of this oh it's Friday yeah, yeah. My last 
you've just caught me. <laughs> um, yeah, so this is the time for you to really turn inwards. And I love how Alyssa Vitti from um, Woman mm. Code and In The Flow, she describes PMS, or she changed the acronym of PMS to prioritising myself which I'm obsessed yeah. with. So I'm like, whoa, because you can get a really rude awakening during your inner autumn if you're not aware that you've made that crossover into that phase where your hormones have dropped. Absolutely, yeah. And all of a sudden you realise that you're not so, you know, wanting to be out in the world. Um, it's really time to fill up your cart. Work-wise, um, success-wise, you can really get down to some deep focused work and your creativity is just super powerful during this phase. I actually created an entire course during this phase. Oh my gosh. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, but I I, I just want to um, point out, I'm making things sound super idyllic and I don't want to actually, I want to talk about the realness as well. This time can be super disruptive if you do battle with many, any menstrual disorders um and what I want to say what we we're talking about at the beginning is during this time it's when you are having to face yourself so if you're finding this time really difficult um it's it's a time for you to really face yourself and ask yourself some deep questions what am I forcing what can I let go of you know um who is triggering me what what are they trying to show me what can I learn from this experience right mm. There's so much time that has gone on before COVID where we weren't able to sit and really be with ourselves. And I feel like this time, I feel like this this entire year has been like a sacred pause and your um, inner autumn is actually that sacred pause for you. Hit pause. Don't worry about, you know, the outside world. Focus in on yourself a little bit more um, and show yourself more kindness and compassion for sure. And then we go into the bleed. Don't talk about the bleed. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So kind of you've taken this concept and what's worked for you and with so many of your other clients and you've, I mean, obviously you've got a couple of uh, courses and programs, but one of your most recent ones is um, period power activism. Um, and can you tell us about that and like why you've launched that? now and why is it so important at this time to have this program and also to take this sort of approach to cycle syncing our social justice work mm, yeah absolutely um why now okay so and you know I just said I launched an entire program during was my this, autumn, the one? <laughs> and this was the one it was like an intuitive hit um I was so tired I didn't know how to process any of my emotions mm-hmm. during the whole Black Lives Matter yeah. uprising. Um, it was a really difficult time um, because all of a sudden, like a lot of um, black people just had so much visibility and it was exhausting. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to lie. And um, I wanted to really serve the black community. So um, I, I first of all, actually did a, a healing session for um, black women and young girls who were dealing with um, any uprising of racial trauma, mm-hmm. any resurfacing racial trauma, sorry, um, and who also were experiencing any problematic periods. Those two at once can, I'm just trying to think like that can really throw a really heavy 
curveball, really, it can be a really dark time. Mm-hmm. So I held this healing session um, and it was a great turnout. And um, I was just letting, letting the, the women who came to this session really understand how to cultivate a better well-being um cultivate better mental well-being for themselves yeah. with everything that was going on um in the world with the black lives matter movement which i just want to say we have been through this many times before um but i think during because we were all in isolation it was just far more yeah. um difficult to deal with um and we were all on our phones mm-hmm. right and um, we finally i really felt like we finally had a voice um so I after I did that I was like I can do more I can do more and I was really just doing a lot of spirituality work during this time just really trying to ground down stay centered listening to those divine messages and um I just got a nudge one night to um create a cycle syncing guide of how to um you know, how to use your your period power for activism because I could see how many people were starting to burn out. No one had to say it to me. I could just see the amount of activity. Um, Yeah, I think that's one of my gifts. I can just kind of tap into people's energies Mm -hmm. and see when people are on the verge of doing too much um it's a shame that I didn't see that about myself before having my hormonal breakdown maybe that's giving you the insight though <laughs> oh my god yeah <laughs> definitely um so yeah I was like let me create this guide and, and then I went to sleep and I woke up in the middle of the night and it might like my subconscious mind was like you better write down what you thought about that guide you know <laughs> so I wrote it on my notes and then in the morning I was like no 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 I'm just going to get on with my work today there's a lot to do I haven't got time to be on Canva um, and then it came to me again and I was like, okay. So I was just quickly created it. And I'm not joking, Jess, it took me like 10 minutes. What? To just not to create the, the program, to create this, um, I created this carousel right. on Instagram. <laughs> so it was like a little swipe Instagram feed yes, post. Yeah. And I was like, oh, wow. Okay. So I just posted it and just, you know, carried on with my day. I went back to my phone and it just went crazy. It was like saved 800 times shared like a thousand and something of times it just went crazy and I was like whoa okay like this is probably what people need um in a way to do this sustainably I know people want to continue to do the work I know people want to know find a way that they can align their activism efforts to um their their menstrual cycle in a way that feels good and authentic to them without following the crowd Mm -hmm. right I'm not about so I'm, I'm called status flow collective it's all about not following the status sorry I'm called status flow it's not about following the status quo yeah. like to do things that are true to you mm-hmm. um so now is important because we've had this sacred pause we've had this time to sit with ourselves we've had this time to see um how unbalanced the world is right now how important it is to um, show up and share your voice in a way that is able to serve and guide others and to not be so um what's the word not to be so stuck in your own little bubble so to speak you know there's things going on in the world that you may think aren't affecting you but 
you every single person matters every single person has the opportunity to make real change and if you've got a menstrual cycle and you can if you've got a menstrual cycle you can create real change just by aligning with it and I mean obviously we want you know if people are interested it'd be great for them to have a look at the course and potentially sign up but are you able to tell us like some of the work that goes on within the course or like I know that a big part of the course is like the four phases framework is that kind Mm. of you taking people through the phases of the cycle and kind of what to harness when yeah yeah absolutely so the four phase framework is in module one and that's all about like an introduction to to cycle thinking activism anyway Mm -hmm. um the, the reason I wanted to to create the four phases framework is because I realized that each season has a challenge. Each season is going to have its own challenge when it comes to um, aligning your activism efforts. So the four seasons framework is, yeah, it's literally taking you through um, each phase and actually giving you a guideline to the things that you can do during each phase of your cycle um, when it comes to social change and racial justice. Funnily enough, actually, Jess, I've actually just created a new freebie, which has taken some of the, (laughs) so just today, (laughs) just um, taken some of the four phases framework and I've popped it into like a cheat sheet. Um, And it's 32 ideas on how you can start using your menstrual cycle for social justice and activism. Um, so yeah, that's free. So anyone can go and download that from the link in my bio, but, um, so just a little overview of the course. So in module one, like I said, it's like an introduction to, um, cycle thinking activism in module two. It's more about how you can activate your inner seasons for social initiatives. So going a little bit deeper into, you know, tapping into those superpowers Mm -hmm. and, things that you can do to really reignite them, really wake and shake them up. Um, Because what I found is that, you know, some of the people that enrolled in the first time that I ran the course, they were like, I really want to um, know like what work needs to be done and when, and what do I do when it doesn't line up with the cycle? Or, you know, there's things that I want to say, but I'm not quite sure whether um, I I might be saying it in the right way and then I'm going to get stuck and I won't take action, right? Um, So, yeah, that's all about activating um, the inner seasons. And then I give you a cycle at a glance template so you can see your whole cycle at a glance and then it's got some really powerful affirmations in there. Module three is about how to plan and build your social change project. Um, So it's a real like look um, behind my shoulder on what I would do if I'm planning social change, racial justice projects inside my life and my business at the moment. Yeah. So at the moment, I'm really interested in getting more menstrual cycle awareness um, and mindset work as an educational piece into UK schools um absolutely I'm like that's one of the projects I'm trying to work on at the moment um so you're really seeing like how I'm doing that with each phase of my cycle um and you've you've got an actual plan it's like a um, a, I love um spreadsheets so you can keep everything in one place (laughs) um so yeah it's it's a really I love it it's a really lovely course and you know people have given great feedback and have said you know this is exactly what I needed um 
and they're just so glad that I'm giving them the opportunity to give them the opportunity to rest whilst they dream up these big visions whilst they're bleeding but also finding a way that they can um, channel what they want to create as change because everyone's got their own idea right yeah that's true everyone's going to want to follow the same uh, racial justice projects not everyone's going to want to follow the same climate change projects yeah, everyone's got their own thing that they're outraged by and they're passionate about so how can they do it in their own way and you can really do that by following your cycle just a reminder that this episode is sponsored by BU BU make natural organic products to help us to manage our periods sleep well and achieve a greater sense of well-being. Their product line is expanding all the time with just amazing products that I, I love. I'm so happy that this company exists because they're natural for a start. And they really focus on menstrual well-being. And that's just so important to me. They have a CBD balm, CBD drops, CBD sprays um, that can all help you to manage your um, menstrual pain. They have patches which you can use during the beginning of your period and the lead up to your period to soothe pain and the endometriosis community love them there's also the sleep pillow mist so if you're really trying to improve your sleep or you're trying to reduce levels of anxiety when you're sleeping the sleep pillow mist is just full of soothing essential oils to help with that they have a menstrual cup now and a menstrual cup foaming cleanser um so if you can wear menstrual cups then I totally recommend BU their cup is made with um 100% soft medical grade silicone there's no PPA no latex no dye as I said all of their products are natural the company are really committed to women's rights menstrual health and good quality products and I mean, obviously I know them personally because they're my sponsors and they're just a lovely company to support. So if you're interested in having a look at their range, the link is in my show notes. Um, I would love to hear what you think and how you get on with them. Be you. Start soothing period cramps a natural way. This episode is also sponsored by my free endometriosis diet grocery list. This download gives you Basically a lowdown of what I eat every week on um, a monthly basis and my personal take on the endometriosis diet. It's not a protocol, set protocol that you have to or should follow, but it is here to serve you, give you inspiration and help you see what eating for endometriosis might look like in real life. It's there for you to kind of take inspiration from and help you put your own approach together. To download it, just head to my show notes and follow the link to get your free copy. So I'd love to dive into a couple of the these topics specifically. Um, so for the endometriosis community, um, I'd love to kind of know how you see that this benefit in them because the endo community are very big on social justice right um we represent like arguably a bigger group than just the endo community like but a group of people who have invisible illnesses who haven't been heard who are discriminated um especially in the medical 
community by like race and gender um and beliefs around pain and so we have to work I was kind of trying to explain it to people that we tend to have to work harder than your average person just to get at a baseline level of normal um Mm. and someone else's normal is probably a lot higher right than ours so trying Mm -hmm. to get to a point where we're feeling like really super like super energetic and stuff takes a lot a lot of work um and once you get into the once you know what works for you you can definitely you can definitely get there and and like my audience know that you know I don't have painful periods anymore like those kind of those typical endometriosis symptoms don't um don't affect me anymore unfortunately I have Mm. other conditions that are now like in the past year have really reared their heads um Mm. as a result of living with endo um SIBO and interstitial cystitis so just to kind of give you an example like my average sleep this week has been about three to four hours sleep all week long like each night because of my bladder pain Mm -hmm. so and you don't normally just get endo on its own it usually comes with other things um Mm. yet we have spent most of our lives firstly like advocating for ourselves and then when we've realized that there's a bigger picture and it wasn't just us who was ignored we then spend a lot of time advocating for others um so Firstly, I wondered how do you kind of see this course benefiting, um, you know, our group. But on top of that, there's a lot of guilt associated with living with endo. Um, Guilt for not like being present as much as we want with our families or our friends or um, maybe having to call in sick at work or even if it's not like endometriosis, you know, directly like, for example, with myself, my IC has been so bad this year and um, I've been fully booked with all of my clients. I've mm. not been able to be on Instagram as I normally would. And I feel really guilty for that because I'm like, I can't serve like a big portion of my audience who might not be able to afford to work with me one-on-one. Right. And yeah. so in terms of this kind of concept of like a cycle of having an opportunity of rest, um, and I know you touch upon guilt a lot in, um, you know, your course outline, I, I downloaded it. I went through your course outline. You touched upon that quite a lot, like this feeling of guilt, like, oh my God, I should be doing more, should be doing more. I should be posting all the time. I should be writing all the time. Mm. How do you see this course kind of supporting those of us within Endo who want to do social work, but then we also have this like feeling of guilt with us all the time that we're not doing enough. And yet like the more burnt out we are, the less we can do anyway, right? Does that make sense? Are there any kind of tips of like, what we can do when we're in those phases where like you know we do have painful periods or like our bladder pain has kept us up all night or you know mm-hmm. or we've got PMDD and we haven't yet got it under control and we're like just can't stop crying um mm. do you have any tips for those kind of difficult phases and dealing with that guilt oh so many so many thanks for giving me um a background on you as well and sharing that because um I didn't know that and that's super helpful to know and understand and also to know more about the endo community as well it's um super super insightful and yeah no, you're welcome my audience like, know I'm like an open book <laughs> they know everything <laughs> that's going on 
No, it's like we, I always like to say we are doing this together, right? We Mm. are all raising awareness for a better future where we're able to live in harmony with our bodies. Um, So let's talk about the, do you know what, there's one thing that I want to talk about, which I didn't plan to actually, but it just keeps coming up when you're talking about um, energy and not having enough energy. Mm. One thing that completely changed my life this year, and this isn't related to cycles, um, but it works so beautifully together, is understanding what my human design was. Have you heard of human design? Yes, and I know what mine is but I can't remember the name can you tell me the names and I'll tell you which one I am (laughs) yeah so um there's um a manifester a manifesting generator there's projector generator and a reflector I think I knew you you were I am as well (laughs) I had a feeling um we we see each other so clearly um okay so I can talk about this um to kind of help you yeah. right now. Um, so not understanding your human design. So for anyone that doesn't know, I'm not a human design expert, by the way, but I am doing um, an amazing program at the moment to add more human design work to my coaching practice. Oh, that's so interesting. Um, and human design is understanding that we all have these different energy systems, right? There's, sorry, different energy types. Mm-hmm. And it's not like doing a personality test like Myers-Briggs or an Enneagram or anything like that. This is actually looking at the time that you were born um, and the place that you were born and what actually was going on astrolo- um, astrologically during that time. And that's how you find out your your actual energy type. Mm. So being a projector and anyone that's listening, you can find out what your human design is um, just on www.mybodygraph.com. It's a free little chart. Just put in your date of birth and your time. Anyway, finding out um, your human design is going to help you to understand how to use your energy. So, Jess, being a projector, (laughs) this blew my mind this year, right? (laughs) Yeah. We we need to rest more than others. We don't have access to a continuous, renewable state of energy. So this is a little bit about your chakra systems as well. Mm. I mean, your your chakra centers. So we don't have a defined um, sacral, right? So that's one of the chakras. And what that means is that your sacral center is where you get all of your life force energy. Mm. Us being around other people, so being around like other, other generators or other manifesting generators who have this renewable state of energy, they wake up, go to sleep, they still have the same amount of energy, right? When they burn out, they can regenerate themselves very quickly. Right. Projectors, we don't know that we're projectors, first of all. We think that we are the doers of the world. Mm-hmm. We're actually, we're here to manage other people's energy types. Mm. So now knowing that, that we need to rest more, like I'm the nap queen, <laughs> take more naps. <laughs> <laughs> if you think you're napping enough, you're not, okay? Take more naps. We need to rest more. We actually, are, um, we're actually not meant to be working those eight to 10 hours a day like some people are. Yeah. I instinctively knew that, but um, that's why I've changed, like, you know, I always wanted my own business. And actually, that's how I started in life. Like, I had my own business before I actually worked for someone. Um, Yeah. But part of doing what I 
do now was I wanted to create a lifestyle that was sustainable, but um, yeah. I actually do 12 hour days. <laughs> but I, yeah. I, the whole point is for it to change. But obviously, it's just sometimes in the beginning. Yeah. You know, it, it just ends up that way. I, under, I understand. Like, I have totally been there. Like, I was in that a week and a half ago before I went off and had a little break. Um, mm. I went to Greece. Um, oh, lovely. And the thing is, is that when I understood that and I knew that I had to rest more for eight, for me to be able to work better, more efficiently, that changed the game. So first of all, I'm not going to go too much into human design. I'm not a human design expert, but I think that that's something that anyone that's listening that is struggling with managing their energy, obviously work with your cycle, but also discover what your human design is so you know how to work with your energy even better. Mm. Let's talk about guilt a little bit. Um, So one of the things that came up as like a challenge for many people, um, you know, doing the peripal activism course is, um, is just like really struggling when to take a break, when to rest, when to tune out because lots of old feelings of guilt comes up and there's a lot of um, resistance around it. Like they know that they can be a superwoman, but at the same time, they're like, not really using that time of menstruation to rest, right? Yeah. So there's some there's some techniques and things I'd love to recommend um, that people can do. So EFT, which is emotional freedom techniques, mm. um, this is one of the modalities that I use with my clients. Um, and so again, more about energy. So EFT is like um, emotional. Um, So it's like psychological acupuncture. So we have these different meridian pathways within our body where you would actually, if you went to go have acupuncture, the the acupuncturist would pop these needles in in these different energy meridians. We can actually just tap on these energy meridians um, to release any kind of blocked or any stagnant or any old energy so that we can actually be more revived. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, EFT I tried it years game ago changer. and I really loved it. But I never, it was like um, a day workshop and I, I never did it again. It was sort of part of when I worked in charity, like some training that I did. But yeah. um, I remember it feeling so good, but I haven't, yeah. I haven't tried it again. So I, I don't get out of bed in the morning until I've done my EFT until I feel oh, really? good. really? Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. So it's, um, yeah, so as an EFT practitioner, like we can obviously we know like how to do it like on a whim I do it sometimes if I'm driving in traffic and I'm like getting annoyed and I'm like oh my god let's do my EFT um (laughs) but also if I'm feeling tired right and I want a little bit of an energy boost yeah so after having a nap and I wake up and you know you feel a bit foggy after having a nap Mm. um I'll do a bit of EFT just to um raise my vibration right release that energy so EFT is super super powerful you can tap for guilt you can tap for shame you can tap for not feeling good enough EFT works on everything and anything um so yeah and then in terms of um you know using this using peer power activism to be able to sharpen the world and to be able to advocate for yourself and others um I would say using your luteal phase like really tap into that that phase go in so um what am I trying to say here so 
if you haven't been utilizing your, your luteal phase as a time for you to turn inwards, if you're listening to this now, this is such a divine time for you to really take this message on board mm. because the, the the longer you spend sitting with your soul, really tapping into that inner portal of your soul and understanding how you can be your best client or how you can be your best advocate so you can then show up and be the best for others is so, so important. So how you're resting in your, how you're, um, yeah, resting in your, your winter, um, I can't speak, how you're resting in your winter and how you're still like self-caring in your summer is just as important and how you're showing yourself more kindness and compassion in your inner winter. Your inner winter is a time that is really going to allow you to be more truth-telling, mm, right? Yeah. To really speak your truth. But if you're having this non-committal relationship with yourself and you're still trying to go and do during your inner autumn, you're going to find it quite difficult for you to... Um, to work with the messages that are coming through to you so you can so you can really show up during that time does that make sense yeah and so if you if someone was trying to okay so let's just say like someone who was in the endometriosis community who was um really not just pushing for endo um awareness but maybe like a subgroup like within endo so like there's an instagram account uh called endo queer and i know they're doing a lot of work at the moment so you know say someone who's doing work like that would you say when they're in their luteal phase or they're in their menstrual phase that the kind of it's they don't have to necessarily like show up like on instagram stories and lives every day like maybe it's a case of like pre having pre-written yeah. some social posts that go out automatically and like would and when you're kind of dreaming up because with the whole kind of like you're more creative in the menstrual phase like um i wonder how that translates for someone who might be experiencing a lot of pain during menstruation or at least a lot of like fatigue like would it be like doing something from bed or just being like do you know what you're just taking two days off from day one and two and then day three you start like writing you know that idea up like yeah I would say oh my god so in your inner winter this is the time that you need to if you're committing to anything to do with activism this is the time that you commit to rest in okay. so rest is the most important thing um and you can do that in bed and I will I don't take any calls on day one of my uh, menstrual cycle and sometimes for day two I also like leave that open as well and during those times is a good time for you to ask yourself what feels most aligned for you to work on Right. Right. Because mm -hmm. during your inner summer, you might be like, oh, I can do this and I can help them with that and I can create this. I'll go out and protest. I'll create this. Right. Because mm -hmm. you've got all of this like buzzing energy. But, you know, really ground down during your inner winter, if you give yourself that space and you're leaving that room to rest. So ask yourself what what feels aligned for you to work on um, and, you know, clear that space so you can really tune in to your heart space and like in your inner let's go back to the luteal phase where they might be having like a bit of a disruptive time um maybe with pain or you know mood swing changes mm -hmm. do some journaling 
what thought or belief do you think you need to let go of right now and channel that into creating something like too many times we feel like we can't say something because we're worried about pissing people off (laughs) yeah right um if you feel like there's something that is going on in your industry or your niche that doesn't feel good to you or you don't believe in that or you've got a different spin on it you know that is the time that you can actually like create something about that and then go back to your inner summer and then use that time to talk about it. So you right. can create it mm-hmm. during your inner autumn and then you can talk about it during your inner summer. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I've, I've also got some um, journaling prompts that I, I share, which I'm happy to share on the podcast. Um during your let's talk about your inner autumn again Mm. because I just think it's such a powerful time um so during your inner autumn um if you're following your cycle and you're respecting honoring and celebrating your cycle some of the things that you can ask yourself during this time is like what has made me feel uncomfortable about advocating or about activism right Right, because you can use that information to create something again Um, and then what have you learned from this discomfort yeah right because then you can teach yes yeah and you're not running away from the discomfort exactly we're running towards it Mm. (laughs) run towards the discomfort because you can turn your pain into power trust me Mm. yeah no I think that's really powerful especially um I think because there's I think there's like a narrative of because people like white people coming more aware of like um white fragility and then feeling like mm. you know like well is my guilt or discomfort just me being like basically falling into that trap so mm. having some journaling time around that rather than like denying those feelings actually looking at those feelings why am I thinking that um yeah I think could be really really helpful um and you mentioned like the summer the inner summer and using like whatever sort of whatever you've journaled on or whatever you've kind of thought about in that luteal and menstrual phase and actually um kind of being proactive with that in your summer phase something that I've noticed and I I actually noticed you did a podcast on this as well um Mm. I'm going to send it to one of my clients but I've noticed with my clients and I do this with myself uh, as well but I I you know I try to check myself on it is that um especially when people are still in quite a lot of pain um and are in a lot of pain most of the month they might have a couple of good days it might mm. be towards ovulation or the follicular phase for a lot of people with endo ovulation is quite painful as well. So it might yeah. be more like the follicular phase, but it might have five days. Um, I've got a client who says like she feels good for just five days of her cycle. Mm. And when she does that, she goes all out. She goes absolutely all out. She does so much and then she crashes um and for the next three weeks of her cycle she feels like she's a different person um because she's just so exhausted so on one hand that could obviously be a sign of pmdd but we've looked into Mm. it and it's not and it's it's quite a it's it's really common like if and you can sort of do it in um 
micro stages as well like not even just like a cycle like week to week I've got a lot of clients who are like well I I tend to feel better earlier in the week and they do a Monday to Wednesday work week but they need four days to recover and they're in bed those four days right um is there a way that you can make those good days slash ovulation or the follicular phases when estrogen is rising a bit more sustainable because it's great that we can tap into that energy more but how do we prevent ourselves from just like you know just going overkill with it and then burning ourselves out um is that you know do you see that as a risk factor with like a lot of people you work with yeah, no, it, it absolutely is a risk. And it's, um, it links back to activism, burnout, like trying to, you know, do so much that it completely throws us off that we have to scale back for so long, mm-hmm. right? It takes so much time out. Um, so it is a risk. Um, what I would say is anyone who is dealing with that, I would love to know what type of um, grounding and mindfulness techniques and subconscious mind tools and things that you're doing because the mind is so powerful. I cannot stress this enough. And I know that may not be what anyone wants me to to say right now, um, but, you know, I am a big believer in, and I've seen it in the power of the subconscious mind. Um, so there's there's uh, a couple of things that would really be beneficial during those four days whilst they're um, not able to get out of bed, and that would be hypnosis. Um, you can listen to it in bed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, you can have, like, different personalised techniques to really help you to change who you're thinking that you are during those times that you're in bed to put new in because our mind only works in pictures and in words right Mm. that's it we only see pictures and words if I said to you right now um I want you to think of the blue cat (laughs) you've seen a blue cat in your mind you haven't actually spelled out the word blue in your head yeah. We've seen yeah. the blue cat, right? It's very so it's cute. About, <laughs> I know. The one I've got in my head is as well. It's like batting his eyelashes at me. <laughs> so um yeah, so it's it's about using the time that you're and I can I can be completely honest with you. So before um coming onto this podcast, uh I like I said I was in Greece and I had to take some time out because I was getting this awful muscular pain that was traveling up my back and into my chest which was so painful I couldn't work and I Mm. I was like it was just ongoing it's been going on for about a month um and I've been just been doing a lot of work around changing the pictures in my mind as instead of seeing myself like hobbling around the house of me like walking confidently around the house being able to you know shake my bed linen like make my bed with my arms Mm -hmm. going above my head um, you know, really stretch and open up the curtains and just put in these images in my mind of what I want my outcome to be. Um, and that's, those are some of the things that I, you know, I really, I take my clients through. And I know that when you're in pain, 
sometimes you're like, I can't think of anything else but of the pain because it's so distracting. So I encourage you to listen to hypnosis audio tracks, Mm -hmm. um, to read books like from Joe Dispenza, um, Supernatural, Mm. learning that your body is energy, right? We, We have been given our minds to work for us, not to make our minds um create these kind of like bullshit stories about us right Mm -hmm. our minds need to work for us and if it's not working for you then you can change that by putting different pictures and words in your mind um yeah so in that kind of summer phase really trying to yes using your energy but also maybe tapping into some mindfulness having some Mm. quiet moments of restoration meditation maybe hypnotherapy or if you found yourself you've gone too far then doing some sort of hypnotherapy or some kind of using that kind of mind picture piece yeah hypnotherapy doing eft um getting outside and getting getting in nature grounding down getting your Mm -hmm. feet on the grass or the ground. I watched this documentary called Earthing. I don't know if you've heard of it. I have actually, yeah. I haven't seen it, but um, one of my friends was talking about it. And it's like, it sounds so crazy. Shoes have kind of like messed us up. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Like the rubber um, has like taken away our connection to the earth because the earth is an electromagnetic field. We have our own electromagnetic field, right? And Mm -hmm. if we have... A disruption to being able to charge ourselves up that way, like renew ourselves that way by just getting our feet on the ground for 50 minutes. You'll notice such a difference in terms of re- reduction of inflammation, calming your anxiety, and restoring your nervous system. <clears throat> and um, yeah, just getting you back into homeostasis. Yeah. I actually have the weirdest, like, I wear. Um... I like I wear Birkenstocks in the house all the time so my feet's never my feet are never on the ground mm. and um I notice that because I don't sleep very well with my um I see pain at the moment I was I know I've also got dysre- dysregulated cortisol so my cortisol is peaking at night which is mm. always fun um I end up instinctively doing um not with my arms but with my with my feet doing tree pose like in yoga like so one of my you know one of my uh feet is against my foot is against my inner thigh Mm. and there's something about the sensation of having like skin against the sole of my foot that calms Mm. me down like every single time and I've been literally thinking about I'm very into like well what's the science behind it and I was just thinking like well I guess like my my feet never touch skin they never touch like the earth or grass like it's sort of an area of my body that's been desensitized yep and so I'm then putting it against flesh that has a pulse that's warm like it's a I don't know what it I don't know why it does it but it definitely it's almost like, you know, when you put your hand on your chest to feel your heartbeat or your your stomach to feel your yeah. breath, that's very calming, yeah. isn't it? You become yeah. into a rhythm. It's almost like the same thing, like my feet touching my body and not like my Birkenstocks. What you just socks. described is 
is exactly what you're absolutely right where you put when you put your heart your hand over your heart and your hand on your belly and you breathe right and you take a deep belly breath Mm. right you are activating your um parasympathetic nervous system and most of the time you know 80% of people are living in their sympathetic nervous system so living with lots of stress response Mm -hmm. And if you want to know the difference, you think of sympathetic as stress and parasympathetic as peace, mm-hmm. right? So what you're doing there is really activating that. You're calming yourself down. Um, one thing I would just encourage you to do is today, if you can, mm. <laughs> get outside and get your feet on the ground. Mm. Yeah. I have a lot of concrete and watch that documentary yeah no I will I'm definitely gonna watch that um I need to find some grass because we just have like concrete outside and it's not yeah not the best it's also covered in mulberries from the mulberry trees (laughs) mulberries so um yeah a lot of berries on the floor um so okay so for people who like they're just totally new to this um Mm. and maybe this is sounding like they're like what are you talking about like like you know magnetic fields and things like where would you say people get started are there any kind of key steps for beginners with this sort of work yeah so I think do you know what I would love to give you give your audience some tips on how they can get started Mm. with uh, using their menstrual cycle um you know, in a more sacred way to, you know, tap into their purpose and power to create change. Um, Because I I know if you're sitting here and you're hearing all of this and you're like, what? (laughs) (laughs) I bet you're a bit more curious to explore this. So um, the first thing I would say is just start tracking your cycle as soon as possible. Like yesterday, like you haven't started already, then you start right now. And all you need to do is to make a note of the very first day of your last period. And just count forwards so that you know um, the day of your cycle. So day one should be the day that you have a full flow bleed, not just spotting. And this is your menstrual phase, your inner winter. Um, And the reason why I say know what it's really important to know what day of your cycle you're on. And I don't want to overwhelm anybody, but you will get to know this at the back of your hand the more you engage with it and the better you'll be like I love Marie Forleo says clarity comes from engagement not thought she's so the more you engage with something the clearer it becomes so just take that step forward don't worry about you know if you're gonna make a mistake like forget all that like just jump start before you're ready um because when you know what days um you're on on your cycle you can really start to spot patterns Mm -hmm. and you can start using those days to your advantage. So um, day 21 for me used to be a day um, in my PMDD days where I could not leave the house. I was like having panic attacks at home, just crying for hours. And now day 21 for me, now that I know that that day was like a crossover day, a transition day, I now use that as like a super self-care day for myself. I'm like Epsom salt baths. I am like watching all my favorite movies. I'm just indulging in all the things that make me feel so good. So day Mm -hmm. 21 for me is now like a day that I know I need that time to myself. I'm not available for anyone. (laughs) Yeah. 
I love that. I think that's such a that's such a good idea. I always like look forward to my period because it's like I'm always going to watch like a good period drama. Um, yeah. And yeah. So and just get something. I have to like not. I have to be really careful with sugar and I mean you know blood mm. sugar for hormonal health but especially for pain so get like a yeah. nice sugar-free treat um so yeah. yeah totally with you on that make an event of it make yes. an event of the, the make an event of your first day of your period if you haven't done that for yourself before I encourage you to do it like yeah and making it like a spa that's kind of one of the yeah. things that I say like even if even if my clients are in pain um mm. and that's taking long to work on do like how can we kind of soften that that experience mm. and a lot of them are so surprised by like oh well I can actually enjoy certain parts of my period and actually lessen my pain through making this a bit more like a at-home yeah. spa um yeah. so that's kind of one of the approaches I take if someone's like at the very beginning like stages of reducing their pain like how like how can they just make the experience a bit it's not pleasant but better you know so really again so start cultivating having more energy um to carry out your activism work by recognizing that again just to hone this in one last time that you don't have an issue with the amount of time that you have you just have an issue with the amount of energy that you have so Mm. use your time and your energy wisely and by asking yourself some of the following questions like um are you getting enough rest Mm -hmm. right like I said if you think that you're resting you need to rest some more because there's a really great Instagram page that I found actually recently called the nap ministry oh my god I'm (laughs) obsessed she calls herself the nap bishop and she's just talking about like how important rest is so are, are you getting enough rest um and are you skipping meals are you eating nutritiously are you saying yes to things when you actually want to say no that's a big yeah. one like where are your boundaries at yeah so a tip for also understanding your um your hormones for activism and social change is to just again schedule those tasks um, for more successful planning um, and to get a better performance throughout the month for yourself and for others um, in your cycle. And um, instead of you thinking that you need to do everything all in one go, you know, pace yourself. Like I said, nature doesn't rush, but yet everything is still accomplished. Um, let nature really take its course there. Mm, so interesting. So for people who are just like, really interested in everything you have to say and want to find out more where can they go I know you have like a podcast and amazing Instagram page and when is the are you opening up peer power activism again yeah so um peer power activism um will be opening again um for for now what you can do if you're interested in you know just kind of dipping your toe in the water is I highly encourage you to go download that free um cheat sheet on the Mm -hmm. 32 ways that you can use social um sorry use your menstrual cycle the power of your menstrual cycle for social change and racial justice and because there's a lot in there (laughs) I'll put that in show notes if that's okay yeah yeah absolutely um and then obviously I've got um a podcast periods and power moves podcast and yeah if you're interested in really learning how to maximize the magic of your menstrual cycle with 
you know, working with your subconscious mind, working with your energy. Um, then I have a signature program called Flow Zone Alchemy, which is full at the moment, but I'll be opening up that again. You can just check that out with the link in my bio. There's a little wait list there if you're interested or just DM me, <laughs> send me a DM. I love talking to people in the DMs. I love meeting people that are interested in this work. Um, because like, again, it's, it's about what we're doing. You know, it's not just about me. I need everybody just as much as people think that they need me mm. <laughs> because we can't do this alone. This is a real shift in um, the way that society has conditioned us to think that we need to live, work, play, exist. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that we're, we're better off together. Amazing. Thank you so much, Vianney. It's been just so wonderful to have you on and so interesting to just talk about cycle syncing from this perspective because like I said to yeah. you before we started like it it makes so much sense and it's it's just never been more important and if we're actually going to make change and actually create a world that we're saying we want it has to be done in a sustainable way. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, thank you so much for coming on. Thank and, you so uh, much for having me. So that's it. Thank you so much for listening. If you want to find out more about what I do or read more on endometriosis and living well with it, um, you can head to my Instagram page, which is this underscore endolife. Um, you can head to my website, which is www.thisendolife.com. And you can also get um, a free guide to managing endometriosis naturally on my website. Um, I've put the link in my show notes. It's a beginner's guide to getting started and all of the areas that I um, have worked on to help reduce my endometriosis symptoms and pain and live well with endometriosis. As always, if you like this show, please rate, review and or subscribe really truly does help others to hear the podcast and hopefully will help them to live better with endometriosis this episode was produced by the pod farm whether you're an established podcaster or just getting started visit thepodfarm.com to see how they can help you go from an idea to a finished show that's ready to be heard by the world 